You're listening to The BizCast on the C-Suite Network. Welcome to The BizCast. You work hard in your business and you want to know what it takes to get to the next level. The BizCast is where we interview best-selling business authors, thought leaders, and C-Suite executives to bring you an inside look at what it takes to succeed in business today. Whether you're the leader of a Fortune 100 company or your company is just taking off, what you're about to hear will help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Kevin Crane. Welcome to the show. It's my pleasure to welcome Andy Paul to the program. Andy is the CEO and founder of Zero Time Selling and a leading expert on selling with speed. Andy is the author of the award-winning book, Zero Time Selling, 10 Essential Steps to Accelerate Every Company's Sales, and a frequently sought-after speaker, executive sales coach, and sales process consultant. We're here to talk about his new book, Amp Up Your Sales, Powerful Strategies That Move Customers to Make Fast, Favorable Decisions. Andy, welcome to the show. Right away in the beginning of your book, you define what selling should really mean. What is your definition of selling? Well, definition of selling, you know, when I was writing the book, I did a lot of research into sales and real buying, actually, you know, how people make decisions. And, and I came across this quote that I thought was the best example of what selling is. And it was from an interview that Jeff Bezos, founder and CEO of Amazon, did with uh, the Harvard Business Review. And he said, quote, is we don't make money when we sell things. We make money when we help customers make purchase decisions. And to me, that just perfectly exemplifies what sales is really about. It's about how do you help the customer get from point A, where they have interest in a new solution, to point B, where they make the decision. So do you think that people often misunderstand the proper notion of selling? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's you know, part of a tradition that runs back to sort of the formation of the modern American sales force back in the late 1800s when you know, John Anderson and NCR got started with the sort of whole notion of business-to-business selling is, you know, it's just a sort of ethos that pervades so much of what some people still perceive selling to be. And one of those is, is yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm there to, to convince the customer to take a specific action as opposed to, you know, what the customer really has a task in mind is when they're out buying something, they're trying to gather information as quickly as they can to make good decisions with the least, re- you know, least consumption of resources on their end possible. And, uh, you know, you're not supporting that if you're trying to persuade them to do something. If you're helping them get that information quickly so they can make a good decision, then that's the type of service that selling needs to be. Has digital marketing and social media made selling easier or harder? That's a good question. Yeah, I believe it, it makes it easier if the salespeople are actually paying attention. This gets back to this issue about the sort of traditional sales culture that's still so pervasive is that, you know, there's this skepticism within many salespeople that I think is crazy about sales leads that are generated by marketing. And the thing that's crazy about is today, the interest that's generated from people from your digital marketing and so on is very different than it was in the past. I mean, or well, in the past before the digital marketing existed, is these are people who have gone through your website, they've educated themselves, they're empowered to a degree they never were. So when they actually reach out and and touch a, a customer, touch a seller, excuse me, you know, they're a valid lead. They may not become a qualified prospect for your product, but they're a valid lead that deserves to be followed up. And unfortunately, you know, the latest statistics are a study done by a company called InsideSales.com that researches this pretty extensively, is that 73% of inbound sales leads that companies get online are still never followed up by a salesperson. 
the point being, it'd be a lot easier if they're paying attention and followed up these sales leads because instead of going out and cold calling on people that have never heard of them before. I'm speaking with Andy Paul, author of Amp Up Your Sales, powerful strategies that move customers to make fast, favorable decisions. It's time for a quick break, but when we get back, I'm going to ask Andy what strategies do move customers to make fast and favorable decisions, how can we use those, and what actions should we take to really amp up our sales. So stick around. I'm your host, Kevin Crane. You're listening to The BizCast on C-Suite Radio, and we'll be back in 60 seconds. Over 3.2 million new book titles are published every year. What are you doing to help your book rise to the top? Submit your book to become part of the C-Suite Book Club, the premier source of leading business books for C-Suite leaders, executives, and celebrities. Visit csuitebookclub.com slash author to submit your book today. That's c-suitebookclub.com slash author. You're listening to The BizCast on C-Suite Radio. Welcome back. My guest today is Andy Paul, author of Amp Up Your Sales, Powerful Strategies That Move Customers to Make Fast, Favorable Decisions. And if you'd like to get a copy of Andy's book, you can get it at the C-Suite Book Club. Just visit c-suitebookclub.com. You'll find a Amp Up Your Sales, along with a great selection of great business books from our C-Suite Book Club authors. Thought leaders like leadership guru Dov Barron, loyalty expert Peter Shankman, and our guest today, sales strategist Andy Paul. So don't miss out. Do it today. Visit c-suitebookclub.com. Andy, how can I amp up my sales? What are some strategies from your book that can help move customers in my direction? And how can our listeners begin to take advantage of them? Sure. So let's start with sort of the title. You know, the title AMP, I, I, there's an acronym there that I spell out in the book. And the A of the AMP is for accelerate your responsiveness. The M is for maximize the value you deliver with every sales touch. And the P means to practice simplicity in your selling. So we start with responsiveness is the first one. You know, what's the value of responsiveness? Well, the, you know, the value is that's the, in your own selling process, that's the easiest thing you can change today. Your responsiveness to sales have a very specific definition, which I talk about, which is not just being fast, but it's having the answers the customer wants or the information the customer wants delivered with speed. Well, the great thing about that is that that is completely under your control as a seller. You can change your behavior about responsiveness right now. You know, if you want to say, look, I'm going to follow up every sales lead I get within five hours or four hours. You're putting a stake in the ground. You're saying, yeah, I've created this expectation for myself that once I've met that, I'm going to see the benefits of it in terms of being able to win more orders. I'm going to start improving that. And I'll make that four hours, three and a half hours, three hours, and so on. And that's completely under your control as a seller to be responsive to the customer. Can you give some examples of companies that are amping up their sales and finding success using the strategies you suggest? One client. And I, I like to talk about sales lead follow-up because it is the fastest and easiest way for any company to increase their revenues. And I had one client that was selling a relatively expensive product, about $35,000, is fairly technical. And the CEO was wondering why their sales had sort of stalled. And I came in and did an evaluation and found that they were doing a great job generating leads using content marketing and digital marketing, but they weren't following these leads up. And it's taken on average about four days to follow up a sales lead. And so I went to the CEO. I said, look, I can fix this problem today. 
And just by simply rearranging the process internally about how they distributed leads to their sales team, but then most importantly is having the CEO check at the end of every business day that all the outstanding leads had been followed up. They went from four day to 24 hours that every single lead, well, the same business day, actually, every, every single sales lead was followed up. And instantly the salespeople started seeing more qualified prospects in their pipeline. And they got so excited about that and saw the progress. So eventually they got that down to every sales lead got followed up within 30 minutes. And for that company, you know, within the space of less than three years, they more than doubled their sales just on the back of improving their sales process like that. That sounds like a very important point because it seems like a lot of our focus is on that outreach, you know, the generating the leads and reaching out into the market. But if you're not following up effectively and appropriately, in a sense, that effort is really a lost effort. Well, and the thing that you have to keep in mind is that customers form perceptions of you as a seller and a potential partner in business based on those first interactions. Yeah, you know, I had a colleague that worked for a company in the Northeast where they needed a software system to be able to track unsolicited resumes that were coming in. And the company was growing very quickly. And so this VP of this company came into the office on a weekend, researched all the applications that could support what they needed, identified three companies that could do it, went to each of their websites individually and filled out the contact me form with his name, his title, and expressly said, we need what you have. Have a salesperson call me first thing Monday morning. Three companies. On Monday, no one called. Tuesday, no one called. It's Friday till they got the first call back from a vendor. And this is not unusual. I mean, salespeople shake the head like this would never happen to them, but it happens to them all the time. And if just one of those vendors had been responsive and called back on Monday, you know, the perception that, that my colleague would have had of them and their company would have been sky high compared to all the other competitors. They would have won the deal in all likelihood. But as it was, since no one called back till Friday, they formed the perception of all three companies that they didn't want to do business with them. <laughs> because they said, if it takes five days to call me when I want to give you an order, how long is it going to take you to call me when I have a problem after the fact? Absolutely backfired. So I was going to ask you, you know, what would be one best practice strategy that every company should replicate? And it sounds to me like it's all about that responsiveness. It is. And it's, you know, it's not something that's sort of a nice to have. It's actually something that's just really important. And a year and a half ago, in May of 2013, the CEO of IBM, Virginia Romney, sent out a video email, video message to the entire workforce, you know, nearly 400,000 employees of IBM, and said, look, we're being hammered by our customers and our competitors because we're not being responsive. You know, they're, they're calling us with questions we're not answering. And here's a company with all the management discipline in the world and all the resources in the world, and they found this to be one of the major problems they were having, enough so that the CEO reached out to every single employee to say, effective immediately, if we get a question from a customer or a prospect, they get an answer within 24 hours. And I can guarantee you that if IBM makes that stick on 24 hours, they're going to find out that that works so well, they want to make it 12 hours because it's going to be even better if they can do it in 12 hours <laughs> and make it even better if they can respond within eight hours. Well, there is an unfortunate statement in your book and one that seems to be all too true. You say that customers have become conditioned not to expect responsiveness. And, you know, I've heard this same notion from several of our C-Suite Book Club authors. I was speaking with Shep Hyken, author of Amaze Every Customer Every Time, and he says that people have simply become accustomed to receiving 
crappy, non-responsive <laughs> service. Why is that, Andy? And how are companies improving this? I think part of it goes to the fact that companies don't set the expectations for what they, what the salespeople should be doing. Yeah, I have a, an assessment tool on my website that's a free sales process assessment that companies can take. And over the last year and a half, two years, we have about 400 companies that have completed it. And what we found is 75% of the companies that completed this assessment told us that they have not defined or documented their sales processes, meaning the processes that are customer-facing activities like lead follow-up and response to questions and proposal generation and returning voicemails and emails, they don't have processes in place. So they're not setting an expectation for their salespeople about how they should be responding to customers and how quickly they should be doing and how completely they should be doing this. And so it really starts at the management level and say, okay, what is the expectation we're setting? What are the processes that we train our people to, to interact with our customers? Andy, it's been great speaking with you today. We're just about out of time, but before we go, what is the best piece of advice you ever received and how has it shaped who you are? That's a good question. You know, I, actually the answer to that is that wasn't advice I was given, it was advice I learned, I guess. You know, my first job interview for my first professional selling job, um, I was selling for a company called Burroughs, and I had a big computer company at the time, and I get called in by the hiring manager into his office, and he's very brusque, and he has very little to say to me. And the first question he asks me throws me completely for a loop. And it was about, we're selling, we're selling business computer systems and selling accounting systems. There's a question about accounting and I'd taken accounting in college, but I just blanked when he asked me the question. So I thought about it for a second, and I was thinking, oh, my gosh, I've blown this interview because I can't even answer the first question out of the guy's mouth. And I tell him, Ray, yeah, I don't want to BS you. I know the answer to this question. I just I can't answer it right now. So, you know, give me tonight. I'm going to go home, research it, and I'll call you first thing in the morning with an answer. And he says, okay. And he gets up and leaves the room. I got one word out of him. Okay. And he's gone for about five minutes, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, gosh, you know, how am I going to call my parents at home? I blew my first job interview. And after five minutes, Ray's boss walks in. And he sits down and introduces himself, and the first thing he says is, I hear Ray wants to hire you. So just by not trying to talk my way out of a situation, not trying to BS my way out of a situation, as most salespeople might be inclined to do, you know, I demonstrated to him that you know, the character and the integrity that, that he thought was important to have in a salesperson. And that you know, taught me the value of integrity, not that I didn't know it already, but reinforced the value of it. And I think that, you know, for salespeople, you know, if you're prepared to work hard and master your craft and you deal with customers with integrity and respect, that you're going to succeed. That's Andy Paul, author of Amp Up Your Sales, powerful strategies that move customers to make fast, favorable decisions. Get your copy at the C-Suite Book Club. Visit c-suitebookclub.com. Andy, thanks a lot for being my guest today. Thanks for having me. That'll do it for this episode of the BizCast. Join me next time when we continue to talk to business authors, thought leaders, and C-suite executives to bring you an inside look at what it takes to succeed in business today. Don't forget to visit the C-Suite Book Club at c-suitebookclub.com. Great books by great business authors. Only the best at the C-Suite Book Club. And if you like what we do here at the BizCast, don't be shy. Give us a shout-out on social media or leave a review on iTunes. Meanwhile, until next time, I'm your host, Kevin Crane, for the C-Suite Network. Thanks for listening. Brought to you by the C-Suite Network. 
c-suitenetwork.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.